Voice of America, Washington, D.C., signing on. Located deep in the heart of rural northern North Carolina, I, of course, am the best-selling author of The Gorilla's Guide to the Balfang Radio and The Gorilla Dispatch, Volumes 1 and 2. That's right, NC Scout is back in here in the saddle, coming off of a very, very long week. Had a wonderful week with an absolutely packed house had Kay from Combat Studies Group out here. We managed to get a couple of, of uh, podcasts kicked out while he had class going on. And I uh, was very, very grateful for that, including an interview that I think uh, is, is really, really critical for you to go back and listen to with uh, Professor Copper. Uh, Professor Copper's Guide to uh, um, Teaching Tactics to kids, author of uh, uh, several children's books that I think are, are just really, really incredible out there. But you should go back and listen to that interview. And of course, uh, a couple of other questions from listeners that I was able to get fielded. And we're going to be doing that again, continuing that trend in this episode. Uh, so uh, had a heck of a lot going on, though. A whole lot of fun. A lot of things were, uh, a lot of business end stuff got done on this end. And uh, brushbeater.store. If you haven't checked out brushbeater.store yet or haven't checked it out in the past few weeks, I highly, highly, highly encourage you to get over there. I've got a bunch of new products. I've got some new things that are going to be going up today, as a matter of fact. Um, Secured yet another optics dealership. Uh, so, of course, we have Lucid Optics over there. Jamie Wilson, a uh, personal friend of mine, owner uh, uh, and, and lead designer of Lucid Optics. Got some trigger time with the Lucid Optics M7, which I have several in stock in the store right now. I think this thing is the perfect optic for the AK. I'm going to go on and say it. Uh, this thing, you know, I, I've been... A big proponent of using mini red dots on on the AK for a long period of time. I think that that's the the uh, literally the best setup that you can have for any AK is an Ultimac or we'll say a SLR Gunworks rail as well because uh, they're both very similar in their functionality and how low that they sit. Uh, replacing the gas tube, that's look, man, they're they're rock solid. All right, it's proven science that that works, and that works very, very well. 
this Lucid Optics M7 is a mini red dot, but it's a mini red dot unlike any other that I've ever used. It has a unique mounting system that utilizes two bolts rather than one. Uh, so you've got two machine screws that are on the Picatinny rail. Um, this is extremely strong. And although I have never broken the mount on, let's say, an Aimpoint T1 or T2 or a Holosun, um, this is stronger. Uh, th this is, I mean, you know, two is one, one is none. This is an incredibly strong mount. It's rock solid, doesn't move. And here's the thing. <sighs> You know, I haven't talked to Jamie about this, and I'm going to get him on the uh, podcast, and, and we're going to be talking about some things, but this M7, it sits up just a little bit higher, just a little bit higher, does not affect co-witness uh, with the irons. You can still run the irons on, on the AK utilizing this optic, because uh, it's still sitting low enough for that, but it's just a little bit higher. So where the emitter is, I personally have never experienced this, uh, on my weapons, but I have seen it on students' weapons and uh, clients that I've had in the past that have reached back out to me. They've told me that uh, they, they've had some problems with the Aimpoint T1 as well as the Holosun 407 series. They, they're very similarly designed. Some people say the Holosun's a ripoff of Aimpoint. Maybe it is. Uh, I, I don't know. But... Um, the, the emitter, sometimes, every so often, with heat over a long period of time, it, it can damage the emitter. It looks like to me, from the you know putting them side by side, running them on, on uh, similar weapon setups, uh, I've been a big proponent of that Aimpoint T1, as well as a Holosun 407 series for a long time now on the AK. I, I thought that that was the best optic solution for the AK out there, uh, the AK really benefits from a red dot. Um, you know, it, irons just are what they are, and you know, with with the AK, running a magnified optic on the AK is problematic for a lot of reasons. And I could go deeper into that. I've done it in podcasts in in the past, and maybe I need to revisit that. Uh, maybe I need to revisit that. And I know there's railed top covers and, you know, kind of all these hoops that people jump through. And, like, look, uh, my results with my personal results with those setups have been marginal at best. Uh, the most rock-solid setup you can have is a railed gas tube. And that is that is how that goes. I don't like side mounts. Uh, I have some very, very serious reasons I don't like side mounts. They do not return to zero. I don't care what anybody says or, you know, what YouTube videos are out there or whatever. I'm telling you, real world, that ain't, uh-uh. Uh, throws the balance of the gun off, too. Um, you know, it, and that is that is my opinion of having hundreds of thousands of rounds down the tube in an AK uh, both here in the States, running them overseas, training uh, the, the Iraqis and the Afghans to run their AKs better overseas. Um, you know, it, I'm telling you, this railed gas tube, Ultimac, SLR Gunworks, mini red dot, this Lucid M7 is the way to go. It is the way to go. But I've got other optics too in stock. Uh, the Lucid L7 
and uh, the P7 as well. Uh, so, you know, a, a very small four-power prismatic optic, uh, which is this sucker is tiny. I'm going to have more stuff up about this. I've got one on a brand spanking new Palmetto State AR right now uh, with zero rounds down the barrel. But we're going to be fixing that this week. And, of course, we've got the Fighting Carbine course coming up this weekend which is going to be an absolutely packed house. We'd be getting a little bit of trigger time with that in class, a little bit of trigger time playing with that thing. Uh, I'm really impressed. It, it's I think you get a lot of bang for the buck, and, of course, the L7 with the 1-6 to six by 24 uh, LPVO. And I'm going to be talking about these optics. I'm going to do an optics-specific show uh, in the very near future, maybe before the end of the week. Maybe before the end of the week. Because I get a lot of optics questions, and I have more coming inbound. Uh, we're going to be working with Swamp Fox Optics as well. So all of the, the newest, coolest products that are coming from Swamp Fox Optics, we are going to have in stock. I was literally working with them yesterday afternoon, securing uh, all the last little minute details of, of the dealer's stuff on my end and uh, getting ready to get these in stock, including all of their new 34 millimeter tubes. So their Warhawk series, we're going to have those in stock. So for, you know, all of you that, that want those chonky optics uh, for, for a lot of reasons. And we're going to be talking about that, um, you know, but but glass clarity, light gathering, better eye box, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool. And so um, every one of these products that I'm bringing in has a has a use case scenario where it fits in into the matrix of, of things that, um, you know, I I believe that every preparedness group, every mutually uh, mutual assistance group, militia, uh, whatever it is that, you know, you want to call it neighborhood protection team, to borrow a, a term from Jack Lawson uh, from the Civil Defense Manual, whatever it is that you need that I see that, that people need, uh, that, that, you know, my own group, and my own people that I, I train with here locally, that infrastructure, you know, whatever it is, is defensive, it's communications, uh, uh, medical gear, uh, trauma gear, and even higher tiers of care, um, food, of course, and, you know, night vision and thermal is uh, Stano. You know, all of your Stano equipment. So your surveillance, target acquisition, and night observation. That's what Stano stands for in a military context. So we're bringing all these products to market. Um, next week, next week, we are going to have uh, a new shipment of stuff coming in from U.S. Night Vision. The hot, 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 hot Designate IRs. This is the hottest product on the market. And I will have a bunch of them in stock next week. Uh, right now, it's looking like Tuesday or Wednesday. They are going to be here, according to the tracking information. Uh, so, you know, it, and and I am getting all of the ones that they, they are getting right off the production line. I'm getting first dibs on them. And so I'm bringing as many of these in uh, as I can 
in stock so that I can front load them to the community that really, really needs them. And I'm working very closely with U.S. Night Vision to, to get these products out the door. And, um, you know, they're not the only ones that I'm working with. Uh, so, you know, it, it's it, I'm grinning from ear to ear because watching this thing grow and watching what we're capable of doing, uh, which I, I didn't even believe was capable just six months ago. I, I thought, you know, well, well, we'll sell some logo gear. We'll sell some books, you know, maybe a T-shirt or whatever. Um, didn't even think about getting into the tactical gear game. Certainly didn't think that, that we would end up with industry leading partners in the night vision, in the thermal markets and, and optics as well. Of course, communications had no idea what what God had in store for us and for this community. And so, uh, you know, but that, that also is, is very, very important to point out that it is this community that has embraced it, that has allowed for it to grow, um, and, and has created what, you know, the, the, the incredible success. And so it's this community, uh, that, that is able to do all of this. It, it wouldn't be possible without all of you out there. So brushbeater.store, head on over there. And, and of course we are going to have so many new products. I've got a new radio that I'm going to be bringing to market as well that I think is probably going to be an extremely hot seller. I think that I'm going to have a hard time keeping these in stock and, um, you know, you can get over there, you can get on the early sign up, the email notification. Of course, this is the, uh, PMR one seven one. Um, I'm going to be talking about this at a later date because we're running a little bit longer the intro here, but, um, you know, very, very excited about all of this. And I think you're going to be very excited about this radio as well. It's kind of a, a in between the Q900 and all the capabilities of the Q900 and the TBR119, which is a, that, that's a military radio. Uh, that is a military radio. And it's, it is literally 100 kilohertz through two gigahertz. Um, pretty incredible set of capabilities in that rig, but it is expensive. Uh, they, they are very, very expensive. The TBR 119s out, out of a lot of people's price range. This PMR 171 is all of the same capabilities in a non-ruggedized format. Uh, so it has its own battery box. It is, you know, backpack use. It's, it's really, really neat radio, but it is in a non-rugged format. Uh, so I think that this answers a lot of questions. Cause I had a lot of people that, that, you know, want this product that really, really want something, but they look at, you know, the TBR 119 and they're like, ah, you know, that's kind of out of my price range. Can't really, uh, can't really swing, you know, that, but if we had something in a similar form factor, maybe I don't require that much rugged capability. Um, you know, hey, it, 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 and there it is. Uh, the market demands it. And so there you go. Uh, it's something that, that, you know, we're able to bring to market. And, and again, all of this is possible because of your support. So brushbeater.store. Uh, some of the best prices on equipment that you are going to find, especially in communications that you're going to find anywhere on the internet, um, you know, it, and fast shipping. All shipping is, uh, for orders over $100 is free, 
It is on me, and that is my thank you to all of you out there for supporting the store uh, in this formative, you know, first 12 months. Most businesses are in the red in their first 12 months. Most businesses are taking a loss in their first 12 months. They're, they're getting uh, product inventories, and they're figuring out their market, and they're figuring out what sells. And that's kind of a, a rule of thumb of business, you know, and, and here we are because of your support and what you have have uh, embraced through this store, what this wonderful community has has been able to do, and you have allowed us to do, uh, you know, we're we're over here just crushing it, and uh, you know, it, it is this community that is doing it. So, you know, again, thank you, and and you know, it, the the least that I can do is uh, orders over a hundred dollars. I'm shipping those to you. I'm eating that cost. So, um. You know, it, it's 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 huge, man. But last week, last week we had Kay here. Uh, we had the gunfight concepts, which uh, everybody in that course, man, he he <laughs> he, that was a smoker uh, for guys that that were here. Uh, that one was a smoker. I mean, you you know you you were jumping right into. Um, you know, you're, you're doing handgun, you're doing pistol, and then you're getting all those stressors thrown in there. And, uh, man, what, what a great course learning from, you know, a couple of guys in that one, uh, you know, Kay himself having, having a a long and distinguished career in, uh, the other governmental agency world. And then, uh, having a close personal friend of his who, uh, retired out of CAG, um, you know, and, and so you're, you're getting some, some really high quality instruction there. And then hard target traveler, which, uh, was just, I mean, I, I could see it. The guys that were in there, um, really opening their eyes to, you know, how to keep yourself safe. Um, you know, I know we had a heck of a lot of fun when, when, uh, we were breaking restraints and, you know, some of the, uh, the kidnap restraint, um, uh, you know, s- some of the resistance exercises that, that you guys were doing. Uh, it was a heck of a lot of fun to see that. So, um, you know, good times. And then, of course, Ground Rod, which needs absolutely no introduction whatsoever. Um, a lot of good learning was happening in there. You know, that was a absolutely packed class. And, and we had people running the entire dichotomy of, of knowledge spectrum of people who were very, very tech savvy and, and did this for a living, uh, who, who were in there, you know, brushing up on skills, learning a lot of stuff, it, all the way down to uh, guys that, you know, computers are not really their thing, uh, never really have been, and they, you know, they kind of only use them barely uh, enough out of their, their own daily, you know, utility. And, and so you've, you've got an, a very diverse, uh, widespread, uh, dichotomy of knowledge there that everybody was learning. And, and I could see that I could see those wheels that were turning and, and, you know, they're, they're learning some incredible stuff in there. And I think a lot of the knowledge, especially in ground rod two doves dovetails very well with, uh, RTO advanced RTO and, and uh, of course, signals, intelligence, the stuff that, that you learn in those classes, they complement each other very well. So it was great to have K in class. We are going to be bringing him back in 
in the spring. Not quite sure yet. I have uh, a whole heck of a lot that is on the plate going into the spring. So we're you know we're we're going to bring, be bringing him back. I just don't have the exact dates nailed down yet. Uh, but brushbeater.store, if you look under training courses, you are going to see the training calendar over there for the remainder of the year. I have a three-day signals intelligence course coming up in Missouri. Of course, we have the machine gun course. The machine gun course coming up just in a few weeks. I've got a uh, one opening left in the scout course here in a couple weeks. And one or two openings left in the recce course. I'll have to go back and look at the roster. But, uh, of course, that is the follow-on to the scout course. So, um, you know, we've, we've got a lot going on. We've got a lot going on throughout the remainder of the year. And, um, you know, right when I get back from Missouri, that's when I'm going to be hitting the books hard and heavy to try and get uh, my next books kicked out. Because I am, <laughs> I am woefully behind on all that. But then again, you know, I have a, a, a lot of irons in the fire. And of course, I really, really enjoy talking to all of you out there on this podcast. But uh, looking over some odds and sods, of course, one of the things that is really big in the news right now is Senator Bob Menendez. Senator Bob Menendez, Democrat senator from New Jersey. Uh, You know, there's a lot of talk about his corruption charges here that he's facing. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of pundits that are out there that have really jumped on this thing. And, um, you know, there are those on the left that are saying, see, 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 the DOJ is impartial. The DOJ is impartial. Um, yeah, if if you look at the the number, the sheer number of Republicans that they have went after in the Trump administration, um, that this political witch hunt, and then they charge a guy for corruption who was already charged for corruption uh, previously, and, and the charges were swept under the rug, because that's literally what happened. Uh, that is what happened. That is the Democrat way. That is what they did. He got his, his slap on the wrist and then he got reelected. Um, yeah, it's, this is, this is a little ridiculous, but they, they are coming after him. Nonetheless, uh, I would be very surprised if he survives these charges. I don't think that it will be, uh, taken to a trial, but I do think that he's going to end up losing his, his, uh, senatorial seat. I would be very surprised if he doesn't. Uh, the knives in the Democrat Party are out for him. And um, this is this is really a, a win-win for them. He, of course, is, is an easy target. Uh, Joe Manchin, I think, really needs to be crossing his T's and dotting his I's because I think they're going to come for him next. And I'm going I'm, I'm to dive a little bit deeper into this. I, let me elaborate. So Menendez, they know, okay? They, they know that, that he's had corrupt dealings. I mean, he is in the club up there, right? He is in the club. They are in a club, and you and I, we ain't in it, Right? And, uh, you know, you don't make it to the Senate. You do not make it to the Senate and stay there. That's more important. You don't stay there 
without owing fealty to somebody. All right. There is no Mr. Smith goes to Washington. You know, that's the whole reason that that movie existed was because it was a fairy tale. Right. That's that's why they put these things in the movies like that. They're fairy tales. Uh, but, you know, that's the thing is, is how much corruption are you willing to tolerate? If, if they're all corrupt, how much corruption are you willing to tolerate? And the Senate in particular is really a game of how much dirt you can get on everybody else. I mean, you know, we, we dramatize and sometimes even glamorize these things. Shows like House of Cards, right? Um, and Bob Menendez was playing the game just like everybody else up there. Except that he made a couple of errors. He made a couple of errors. And this is a shot across the bow to all the other Democrats, especially in the Senate. Of course, you remember... Chucky Schumer. Chuck Schumer. Yeah, if you go against the CIA, they'll be able to get you six ways from Sunday. Right? Yeah. Uh, remember him saying that? Well, now we have Bob Menendez realizing this. Not just the CIA. It's Department of Justice, the FBI, the Ways and Means Committee. Uh, which they all feed into the Senatorial Ethics Committee. All of these little, we investigated ourselves and found no wrongdoing organizations are now turning their back on him. And why? Why are they doing this? So this is a shot across the bow to all the other Democrats. You will be in lockstep with us or else we know the dirt on you and we're going to come after you. Right? That is exactly what they are saying here. Menendez committed the terrible, terrible crime of going against the Democrat Party and speaking out just a few days ago. And he's been very, very consistent on this, been very consistent on this, but speaking out against this six billion dollar U.S. Iran ransom deal. It was a ransom deal. In case you missed this, because they didn't really get a lot of airplay in the news, the Biden administration paid Iran $6 billion, with a B, $6 billion in exchange for five U.S. prisoners. Now, I'm not knocking them for getting our people out at all. You know, I'm, I'm very much a, a, a proponent of we leave no one behind. But $6 billion, we could have coerced them into giving us them for nothing all right you know hostage negotiations are negotiate you don't just cave on the the very first thing oh well yeah oh, six billion that's our money okay that is our money and this further incentivizes the democrats have a long history of doing this this further incentivizes iran to kidnap more people abroad and hold on to them i mean this this is the way that this works you know, but the Biden administration is completely tone deaf to this. Of course, I doubt that they really care. I could elaborate further on that, but I'm not. Uh, but that being said, Bob Menendez spoke out against this. Uh, he spoke out against this on 11 September, uh, just earlier this month. There's an article here in the Hill, Menendez Voices Concerns about $6 billion U.S. Iran prisoner swap. 
And one of his concerns about negotiating for the release of American prisoners unjustly detained by foreign adversaries is that it encourages hostile nations to take more Americans hostage in the future. He's exactly right. He's, he's not wrong. And so if he is making statements like this that are contrary to the Biden administration, which are getting their talking points from the quote unquote deep state, right? The, the senior executive service ring, that's who they're getting their talking points from because they, they picked Biden. He, he was the heir apparent of the bureaucratic state. They put him in power. And now all of a sudden you have Bob Menendez who is coming out, who's making statements contrary to their interests. Uh-oh, we can't have that. All right, we can't have that. So immediately following this, uh, immediately following this, now he gets these charges. So if you dive deep, a little bit deeper, just a little bit deeper into this article, here it is right here. Quote, unquote, we'll see if it comes to the floor. I don't think it will, Menendez said. Asked about Republican criticism that the Biden administration is creating incentives for more hostages or more hostage taking by allowing six billion in frozen Iranian funds to move from South Korea to Qatar. Menendez said this is one of the concerns. Senate Republicans excoriated the deal, which also includes the release of five Iranian prisoners. First, Joe Biden used 9-11 as an excuse to flee Afghanistan. Now he desecrates his day by, play, by paying ransom to the world's worst state sponsor of terrorism. This is shameful, Senator Tom Cotton said in a statement Monday, which is backing up Menendez's claims. Now, you got to have solidarity. You got to have solidarity in the party. We cannot allow this to stand. And we know where the dirt is. That is exactly what has happened here. So it is a win-win for the Democrats. They get to, uh, you know, put a shot across the bow of all the other Democrats that maybe might be thinking about looking at the Biden administration for exactly what it is, a corrupt, stinking sinking ship and we're saying hey you know if you step out of line this is what's going to happen to you we're going to make an example out of you now menendez is no saint and um you know as far as uh, corruption goes we shouldn't tolerate any of this out, out of our public officials even though we know it's going to exist but when we find it when it bubbles up these people have got to get removed I don't think that he is going to survive this. Uh, I think that, that he's going to end up abdicating his chair. He may finish out his term. We'll see. Uh, but I don't I really don't think that he will. You know, the statement that he made to the public uh, regarding the, the investigation and the corruption allegations, the you know hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash, the gold, which uh, was melted down. This was very clear. I mean, he had gold bars that were that were melted down from other forms of, of gold. However, it was that he got it melted down, put into bars, and stamped with his congressional stamp. Uh, which you know, hey man, I mean, if if you got it, you got it. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, I mean, you know, th this is a very well known way to launder money. Uh, is through precious metals. You you melt, uh, melt it down from one form, you know, gold rounds or, or the original uh, stamped bars. You melt those down, put them into a different form. This is, uh, you know, kind of where it, it is in, in one way where the form liquid currency actually comes from. 
is melting down the currency to make something else that's, you know, you, you don't know where it came from. Exactly. And, and precious metals is, is one such way to do it. That's why governments have sought to control the flow of precious metals. And, you know, the United States government has done this in the past. Um, they'll probably do it in the future. I would think that they would. This is why uh, precious metals markets are regulated you know, the way that they are. Um, so, yeah, it, and it does represent a, a threat to the uh, financial hegemony and the hegemony of a government is intimately tied to finances. It, so it's, it's, it's a threat to them. All right. But uh, the statement that he made, I thought was really fascinating, um, kind of entertaining at the same time. He, he blamed the Castro administration in, in Cuba for having a bunch of cash. I don't disagree with the guy. Uh, I don't disagree with the guy. I mean, that, that's, you know, sound practicing. He, you know, he came up with that culture, of course. But, uh, man, you, you can't be where he is and blame the fact that, you know, you had suit coats and, uh, you know, all, all these, like, workaround ways, like almost, you know, comical plot devices from a bad mob movie. That's how you're getting your money. That's how you're getting your I mean, come on. And you say, well, you know, I came up in a culture and the Castro administration sees and assets and that's how, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm protecting myself. Well, yeah, I mean, I get that. I don't just, again, I don't disagree with you, but, uh, you, you can't, when you're in the Senate, you really can't do that. When you voted for and supported civil asset forfeiture, uh, those practices by the American government, which he absolutely has, you can't sit there and, and make that case. You can't do that. Uh, you can't do that. The, the best thing to say when you're in this kind of trouble is to say nothing at all. Let, let your lawyers handle it. Um, you know, and, and I really don't think that, that he has a prayer right now. Um, although I don't think simultaneously, I don't think that he's necessarily going to go to prison over this. I don't think that that's going to happen, but he is going to end up abdicating his seat. That's, that's just my thoughts on it, uh, where I think this might be going and, and I could be wrong. Uh, I could be wrong, but, uh, we'll see. It, it, there's going to be some interesting things that come out of this. All the other Democrats are, are walking away, and this kind of brings us back to Joe Manchin, who has um, historically had a lot of contention with the other Democrats in the Senate. Uh, he's kind of a wild card, and that's because, you know, he, he really is looking after the interests of West Virginia. Um you know, he, he's got his own problems and he definitely plays to the camera a lot. But at the same time, he he definitely uh, also, I think at least from what I've seen out of him, he is the last of, of what they used to call the blue dog Democrats. So the working class Democrats, the, uh, the Jim Webbs of the world, uh, Senator Jim Webbs, uh, a really, really good man. And I have a personal story about him, uh, personal interaction with him. You know, and and um, in praise, he's long since retired. Uh, but I did meet him uh, once at a um, uh, Jim Webb, that is, at a labor union event that I went to with my dad. And um, you know, and and this was before I went in the army. 
and uh, Jim Webb was doing a, a public engagement. This is when he was a senator in Virginia, and uh, he was doing a, a public engagement. You know, it's one of those things. He's he's talking to uh, labor union stuff, and you know, doing doing the the uh, the Democrat thing that that was their big platform back then was standing up for for the working class and keeping uh, jobs in America, and you know, stuff that became the America First agenda. All these things, everything that he was up there saying was to make America great again agenda. Um, you know, the, this this is why nothing that Donald Trump said in, in 2015 going into the 2016 election, none of these talking points were new, um, you know, because we'd heard them all. But uh, this, of course, was was just prior to when I went in the army. You know, it was cold. It was uh, very, very I remember it was very cold and wet. I think it was a January and uh, Jim Webb was working the crowd, you know, shaking hands with people. And, uh, you know, my dad points out that, that I had uh, enlisted in the Army at that point. And I was, I was getting ready to go in. And, uh, you know, Iraq is raging at the time. Afghanistan was certainly going on, obviously. But Iraq was, was dominating the news. And, you know, it was a certainty. I'm going in. I'm enlist, uh, enlisting, being infantryman. I'm, you know, living that, that adventure, uh, which is what I was seeking out of life at that point. And um, Jim Webb himself, being a, a Marine, Vietnam veteran, platoon lead, infantry platoon leader, uh, had a distinguished career in the military himself, he stopped stopped everything and his political face of you know i'm shaking everybody's hands and you know i'm i'm, I'm uh, playing up for the cameras and whatever all of that stopped and he started having this very serious in-depth conversation with me and one of his uh, just about service to the nation and you know how honorable that is and going in knowing that you know you're 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 you are going to fight um that that's what you're going to do and he had one of his staffers to try to pull him away. And he said, nah, you know, no, 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 you, you take care of that. I'm talking to somebody right here. This, this is important. And I think he stood there and talked to me. It, it was probably about 30 minutes or so, which is very unusual. You would never see a politician do this today. You would never, ever see this. You'd never see this kind of thing today. And uh, I always had a lot of respect for him for that and uh you know jim webb was was literally run out of the party uh for hillary clinton um you know he he was one of the also rans for the democrat nod uh many many moons ago so it's uh you know and, and he represented that the blue dog democrat uh the working class representation in uh, in the senate and in the democrat party and they ran those guys out they ran them out. They, they're gone. You, you don't have that anymore. In, in lieu of the radical Marxists that we see that are on message now. Uh, but also the Warhawks. You know, also the Warhawks. Also the people who, who are willing to send your sons and daughters to go to meat grinders to die. The ones who are enriching themselves through Raytheon, through General Dynamics, through the, the senior executive service ring. This corruption that we see. There's this very little difference between uh, the policies of the Biden administration and, and uh, George W. Bush at the end of the day. It's just a continuation of the same thing. But uh, this, all that aside, this brings us to, uh, you know, that, that Blue Dog Democrat, they're, they're running these guys out. Joe Manchin represents that. And so if I were him, 
if I were him, and, it, and you know, I'm not congruent with with all of uh, Manchin's uh, beliefs and values. You know, don't don't get that twisted. Um, you know, but I I look at all this stuff objectively. I certainly don't like what I'm seeing out of the Republican Party right now either. Um, you know, and and we need to we need to call that one out because McConnell is it, it needs to go. Uh, Kevin McCarthy absolutely needs to go. There needs to be a vote of no confidence. There's need, he never should have been speaker, uh, as an aside, but you know, again, that that's calling water wet and call, calling coffee black. Uh, that, that is what it is. And, and, you know, they live where they live. But if I was Joe Manchin right now, if I was Joe Manchin, I would be very concerned uh, about what's going on. I don't know what sort of political insurance plan he's put in place, but uh, I would, uh, I would seriously look hard into it. Um, out of out of self preservation, they're they're going to try and push him out. Uh, but getting back to Bob Menendez and this story, you know the the Department of Justice is and the media is really running with that one, saying that hey, you know we're we're fair and impartial. See, we we charged one of our own. Uh, meanwhile, behind the scenes, they are, in, and he's the low-hanging fruit, uh, but they are ensuring that there is compliance in the ranks, there's solidarity in the ranks, and, you know, that, that everybody is going to be on message or else, or else. Uh, so, you know, I wanted to break that down because I had a bunch of emails sitting there and, um, you know, I just don't really have the time to, to answer all of them. Uh, but a lot of people were asking me, you know, my thoughts about this. And I wanted to share what those were. So anyway, uh, another question from a listener here. And uh, f- have been fielding these in the, in the past few episodes. I've got a really strong response. bunch of people have reached out. Really, really enjoy uh, me fielding these questions because I think a lot of you out there have them as well. And this one kind of comes, it's a, both a listener recommendation and one that is reflective of the Gorilla's Guide to the Baofeng Radio. And uh, I want to, before I dive into this, I want to point something out. Uh, there are more and more rip-off books that are being published, like, seems like weekly. This, this crap is, is being published onto Amazon. Uh, there's a new one that is out there. The, the Balfing survival guide. Look folks, they all follow a pattern. Okay. Uh, they all follow a pattern. They, you know, somewhere somebody saw what works and and what becomes a bestseller. And so you have all these imitation, uh, also rands. Every one of these books are written by chat GPT. Okay. Every one of them. I get a copy of each one of these. Just to see, just to see uh, what they're, they're all exactly the same. There's no images in there. It's a bunch of word salad for about 80 pages or so. It's crap. It, it literally took them no time to do that. And they, there's nothing of value in any of these books. And they have a pump and dump scheme that they're using. Okay, they offer the book at a ridiculously low price, both, both in the Kindle format and the printed format. They pump it up with a bunch of phony reviews that say verified purchase, but that's because they're offering the Kindle book for free. And so they get the bots to download them. This, this is all an automation, by the way. You, you can do this. All right. So then they are generating um, 
chat GPT AI generated reviews that are going up that don't sound like anything that a real human would write. All right. Then they jack the price up after a couple of months because book sales typically will will operate on a bell curve when you introduce a book it that's when it hits its highest point and then you know a couple months after that it's going to drop off and so they keep doing this they keep flinging it at the wall hoping something is going to stick and that is what they're doing they are trying to rob you okay they're not trying to rob me they're trying to rob you you know this and it it really grinds my gears that they are trying to take money out of your pocket not mine all right my books because they're going to continue to sell you're going to buy i'm telling you if you have friends out there and a lot of you reach out to me with these phony imitation books and say oh man you know like this one this one really sucks why do they allow this hey you know there's only so much you can do and and when you're taking on amazon if if you have never uh, if you have never experienced the strange world of publishing and before this book, I, I wasn't anticipating the success that the book became. Uh, but I get people reaching out all the time. Oh, why, why don't you do this? Why don't you? Well, because it's literally almost impossible to do that. It really is. And it, it, I, I hate saying it. It sucks, but it is what it is. Um, all I can do is put the word out about these garbage books these, these phony copies, these imitations, and let you know. And we go from there. That, that's all that I can do in the big scheme of things. Could I sue them? Yeah, but it's, you know, it's going to get tied up in litigation five years. It's going to eat up a bunch of money. And even then, they pick the venue. I'm probably not going to win. Maybe I'd win, but if I did win, I'd break even. I'd rather spend the money on the store. I would rather invest that in all of you and offering you products out there that is going to help this community. All right, that, that's the best that's the best way to tackle these kinds of problems. All right. So um, you know, with that said though, find these imitation books. Write them, you know, write it up what it is. Put put it out there. Give them a one-star review. You know, and, and that's the best that you can do. Okay. That is the best that you can do. That's, that's what this community can do. And that's what we have done. And it, it allows these books to fade off into obscurity. Uh, get the original, you know, get the original, but I have people that reach out like, Oh man, you know, I, I bought this phony book and, and it was really terrible. And now I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to buy yours. And I'm really honored by statements like that, but they're ripping you off. Okay. They are ripping you off. They are taking your money out of your pocket not mine. Okay. Not mine. The book is going to sell regardless. Um, you know, and, and I'm really honored by that. You'll, the readers, the consumers of knowledge will end up finding the right material at some point. All right. They will, but they get ripped off a lot along the way. And, and that's, that's unfortunate. And so, you know, I, I don't want to see that. So anyway, the Gorilla's Guide to the Baofeng Radio, that is the original book. That is what I wrote. Of course, the Gorilla Dispatch Volumes 1 and 2 is out there as well. Heck of a lot of knowledge in those. And you can get all of these. If you want something that's absolutely the genuine product, you know, hey, head over to Brush Beater Dye's store, you know, and, and I'll hook you up, give you, you know, the best prices that you're going to find on all the books, uh, you know, and, and again, all orders over a hundred dollars. 
ship for free. But this is a, a, a book question slash recommendation here. Coming from uh, Name Redacted at ProtonMail.com. We'll just call this guy Jeff. And uh, NC Scout. I'm creating a VHF, UHF, uh, HT radio programming list for my Patriot group. Uh, HT means handheld radio. Uh, it's, literally, it's an antiquated term for handy talkie. <coughs> With uh, Baofeng UV5R's baseline radio. I'm also an amateur extra licensee, and uh, that will that call sign's redacted as well. My goal is to have uh, is to put as many useful frequencies into the radio as possible with users with a wide range of experience levels, most with little experience. I've looked on the Internet and found mostly local emergency repeaters, uh, the Radio Club, Aries, ACS, NOAA, Florida, Sarnet, etc., and some simplex frequencies labeled Prepper, Patriot, and Survivalist by the author of the Radio Master Reports website. Uh, And then he asks, what's the basis of these frequencies? I'm asking whether your best-selling book would be helpful in this area. Thanks. Uh, Name redacted. We'll just call you Jeff. All right. Uh, Right off the top, so your amateur extra, um, you know, as an amateur extra, you should know at at a minimum that there's a, a band plan that exists, um, and you you need to work within those parameters um, for the hams that that are in your group uh, for the amateur radio licensees. Uh, but that, that being said, don't overlook the license free stuff. Uh, MERS, FRS, uh, family radio services, all stuff I cover literally in, in the first two hours of the RTO course. I go into depth, uh, deep, deep dive on the stuff in the gorilla's guide to the Balfang radio, uh, first couple chapters, you know, and, and all that data is there. Uh, the frequencies themselves are there along with the channel labels um, I'm going to tell you if, if most of your people don't have any experience with radio, what I'm going to tell you to do first is definitely get a few copies of the book. Um, that's going to be the, the most cost effective way to do this. I, I would get, you know, get a copy of the book for each person. Um, that is, is a handbook to operating practices, uh, if they don't have amateur radio, uh, they don't have an amateur radio license. I don't personally think that's really that big of a deal. Um, the, it adds capability, but ham radio is a hobby. Okay. You, you need to understand that ham radio is a hobby. I'm speaking as a, a amateur extra myself. Um, but amateur radio is a hobby, man. It, it's, you know, it, there, there's a strong overlap between the uh, survivalist slash prepper community and the, and the ham radio community, but they are mutually exclusive. And I think that this is a misconception that a lot of people have. Um, you know, the, you will find a lot of patriot-minded folks in that community, but not always. Okay, not always. And it is a hobby at the end of the day. Okay, it, it, 
You you need to understand that. Now, am I trying to scare anybody off from ham radio? No, no. In fact, I really would love it if if the bulk, the overwhelming majority of uh, patriots out there would, would at least get a general license. And there, there's some very good reasons for that. Uh, HF networking is a big part of it. But you got to understand that there's there's a mutually exclusive relationship of amateur radio and, you know, let's say um, certain activities, all right? And this is where uh, license-free stuff kind of comes in, the space that you really need to be looking at. And uh, I go into detail in the book, too, about, you know, if, if you're programming a, a radio for purpose, th- there is sustainment communications, which ham radio certainly falls squarely into. Um, but with regard to the Baofeng or, you know, any other handheld radio, because uh, there's a lot of different ones on the market. And, you know, Yesu, ICOM, like all, all of those to uh, Kenwood. Um, you got to know that they, they, they exist in a certain envelope and sustainment communications is squarely where they're going to be. Okay. Um, you can use them for a tactical purpose. And, and I cover exactly how to do that in the book, along with antenna theory and uh, how to go digital with them and, you know, so on and so forth uh, and have all that equipment to do that on my site. Uh, but uh, on brushbeater.store. But as far as uh, loading up a bunch of stuff in their radios and handed it to them and they don't really know what they're doing, that's not a good idea. Uh, that is not a good idea. That is not going to succeed. I'm just telling you, um, you never hand somebody a piece of equipment without their demonstration of, of competency with it. Uh, that That's just, it's just not a good idea. Um, the book helps out a lot with that though. And, and in the book, there are structured exercises that you can build off of the, the lessons that are in there. Okay, um, so th- there's a use case scenario for a lot of the information, and it crosses over to, you know, any other radio you can think of. Um, you know, mobile radios, another good example. Um, so, you know, it, it, there's a lot that, there's a jumping off point that, that you can do. But as far as what you're trying to do, um, you, you really, really need to look hard at, at sticking to the uh, MERS, FRS. I'm a big proponent of MERS for a lot of reasons. Build you an antenna for it. Uh, detailed instructions in the Gorilla's Guide to the Baofeng Radio in there on exactly how to do that. Step by steps. Very, very simple. Uh, if you got two brain cells, you should be able to, to follow the instructions. Um, you know, and if you get a little turned around, you know, I, I would say that you need to send at least one of your people to class. Uh, you need to get into the RTO course. Um, really really need to do that i'm telling you you don't know what you don't know okay so you can say well i'm an amateur extra okay so all that tells me is is that you studied for a test over and over again period it's i mean it's a fact um you studied for a test over and over again and took it got amateur extra but it doesn't really mean that you know that much okay you you were able to regurgitate a, a multiple choice test um 
It is what it is, man. That's not a derogatory thing. It just is what it is. You don't know what you don't know. And when you come to the RTO course, this is not a sales pitch. I'm, I'm pointing out a fact. You come out to the RTO course, you get to put the knowledge into praxis. And you have somebody there, me, who is able to supervise it. And when things go sideways, and if they do, we can troubleshoot it. All right. So, you know, you're in a real world environment. Um, but again, a lot of the knowledge, you know, in the book, the book is the first stop, at least get one of your people into the RTO course. A lot of people do. We've got dates coming up in January. Um, and you don't know what you don't know. And I'm telling you for your new people that are out there that, you know, they kind of look at the radio the same way they look at a hammer. Uh, you know, it, it's, they, you're not going to have successful results. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Now, as far as that website goes, um, you know, the Radio Master Reports, I remember this thing about, uh, it was probably about a decade ago now, and it had CSV files that you could download. Um, that website was extremely shady back then. It was a it was a WordPress site. I don't know if it still exists. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Um that thing was extremely shady, and when you started looking into the background, there was there was nobody that was actually named that was involved with that, and all of a sudden, you know, they're they're uh, giving you preloaded things to to put into your radios, which flies in the face of everything that I know to be true from my personal experience and what was what I was taught. Um. For tactical purpose, for any sort of, let's say, uh, mutual assistance group, for, um, you know, you're organized for a purpose, right? You want to conceal as much about yourself and, and conceal much as, as much about your operating practices as possible. I mean, you, you don't run around telling the world what, you, you know, what your plan is, right? For, for tactical reasons. It, that's just stupid. Um, so with communications, you know, the SOI, the signals operating instructions is one of the most important aspects of, of your plan. So why in the world would you be running around telling people that, you know, and, 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 the for your radios, your communications devices are pieces of equipment that are highly susceptible to exploitation if they're captured, Right. And so if, let's say, for example, you know, I'm out there uh, intending on doing you harm, you specifically harm, and I know that, that your devices are loaded up with a master list of communications uh, frequencies in, in the memory, right? We've created a channel bank for ourselves. That's all you're going to be operating in, and I capture one of your radios. Well, now I have everything from a signals intelligence perspective. I have everything there, your entire operating parameters. And I'm going to get you. Okay, period. It's it, it really is that simple. And we did that repeatedly over and over and over again in Afghanistan. Um, yeah, no, bad idea. And so when I saw that website, and I saw there was a oh, CSV file. You can cut and paste it right into Chirp. Program your radios. Uh-oh. Bad news. 
in the back of my mind, you know, I go back to being a hunt, a, a hunter of men, the, you know, the, an insurgent hunter, literally what I was doing in Afghanistan. And I said, you know, uh Oh, you know, th- this is, this is really, really bad news. And, you know, back in those days, a decade ago, 2014, 2015, things were extremely grim. I mean, they're extremely grim now. But they were bad back then. There were people saying, man, you know, and I was one of them. I didn't think that Obama was leaving office, um, you know, and, and we didn't really see Trump on the horizon a decade ago uh, or a little little more than that. But, you know, and again, that exposed a lot of the stuff, whole other conversation. But, um, you know, a lot of people were looking at it like, man, you know, we, we, we might be the insurgents. And now you have the government, you, you fast forward a decade, the government, there are elements in the government that are saying that, specifically saying that, um, you know, we're, we're the terrorists, you're the insurgent. So don't make the same mistakes that people made overseas, man. Like, I mean, for, for, for the love of all that is good and holy, let's keep it clean in this episode. Uh, please don't let those lessons be lost on you and don't allow people who do know those lessons to weaponize them against you. And that's exactly what that website was doing a decade ago. That's why I wrote it off. That's why, ah, 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 ah. and in the book, I tell you during the, the, uh, in the chapter on signals, operating instructions, how to complete those a blank template on how to do that. You don't. Do that. You don't, if you are taking a radio for a tactical purpose and you're strapping it to your kit and intending on going on the two-way range, knowing, by the way, I don't want to interrupt anybody's fantasy out there, but knowing that there's a distinct possibility you ain't coming home and that there's going to be somebody that is kitted out who got the better of you that day who is going to be stripping equipment off of your dead carcass and analyzing it, handing it off to an intelligence analyst so that they can look at what it was that you were doing to defeat all your friends, by the way, they're going to be pulling a lot of data from your radio. So you don't do that. All right. Now, I know that this is an alien concept for a lot of people. This is certainly an alien concept for uh, the Airsoft crowd because, boy, they know everything. If you give them five minutes, they'll tell you, right? Oh, no, this is what you do. And there's a lot of overlap between them and some of you out there. uh, And and you know the people that I am talking about. You know every damn thing there is to know, right? You don't want to listen to experience. You don't want to listen to wisdom. Yeah, I've seen those emails too. I've seen those comments. Don't worry. I disregard them. You wasted your time. You didn't waste mine, right? All I can do is offer you up that knowledge. And if you, you you can take it or leave it, but that is what it is. If you are taking some quote-unquote master frequency list off of some shady website and loading it up in your radio and you think that any part of that is valid, man, wow. Uh, hmm. And I know people that have done this. All right, it, I know people that have done this. You only put the frequencies in there that you are using for that operation. And preferably, preferably, you're not putting them into the memory. Because on every military radio there is, there's this thing called the Z function. 
zero out function. You're wiping the memory in case of kill, capture, being overrun, whatever it is. So the enemy can't get anything. Well, you know, you, you really need to start thinking about things in those terms. Or not. Or not. You know, is what it is. You can either listen to wisdom experience or not. Uh, but, uh, as far as asking whether, whether my book is helpful in this area, yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. That's why I wrote it. That is why I wrote it. Take five minutes to skim through the reviews. Okay. Do it on Amazon. If you want to buy it from Amazon, buy it from Amazon. You want to buy it from brushbeater.store. I encourage you to do it. I've got two formats of the book. I've got the mass market version that you can get on Amazon. I have the field versions, top spiral bound. Only available at brushbeater.store, and uh, I've got a couple of sales affiliates out there that uh, offer them as well. That I have an exclusive business deal in doing uh, doing business with them. You know, but two formats. That book is a must-have. I wrote it for that reason. All right, I wrote it for that reason. These these shady websites that are out there. I mean, they were probably written from somebody's cubicle. You know, plain and simple. Hey, let, let's create a trap. And when you look at the, the timeline of, what, of of when that came out, uh, right around, I think it was twenty late 2013, 2014 time frame, and you look at what was going on, hey, folks, it makes signals intelligence easy for them. Don't make it easy. All right, don't make it easy. And if you look at that site, there was a bunch of, st- I remember it distinctly, it was a bunch of stock Images that were up there, they got pulled from other places on the net. Oh, hey, download this and comes from Radio Master Reports. Rawr. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. I know exactly what it is. I mean, we, we did all the same things overseas. All the same things. You didn't think that they would bring that stuff home? So... <laughs> I'm kind of diving into it. it. It may sound like I'm being a little, little admonishing here, and, and really I'm not. Uh, really I'm not. I'm trying to emphasize the importance that a lot of lessons of, of you know what happened in Afghanistan, I think, have been lost on the modern patriot community. And and there's a lot of us that are out there that are trying to share that knowledge as desperately as we can. And the pushback that we get uh, from some of you out there. That just don't want to listen. Just oh, ooh, ooh, you know, I had somebody the other day. Oh, you're just another bro vet. Didn't want people to train. Man, look, I've made fun of the bro vet community. I relentlessly pick on that crowd. Absolutely despise them, man. I don't, I don't care for them at all. And if I didn't want you out training, why the hell would I have started a training company when I already had a successful job? You know, and, and, and I left that, made a big, big life change. And this is where the Lord pointed me, you know, and, and, and he pointed me here. And, he, and everybody who, who has come out and trained with me, you know, everybody who has uh, come out and trained with the other trainers that, that I've built up in this industry. And there's nobody else out there doing that, by the way, that's trying, that's actively trying to build this community. You know, it, it's it, there really isn't anybody out there right now in so much as as I've seen who is trying to build up professional trainers, you know, and 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 doing that. Now, I have zero tolerance for bullshit, uh, but, you know, that that's another conversation. 
So yeah, it, it's again, um, kind of kind of all over the place on that one. Uh, but speaking from the heart, because it, it needs to be said. But yeah, my my book is written for you. Okay, my book is written for you. I wrote it as a easy to follow military field manual, military style field manual for gorilla. I didn't name it the Gorilla's Guide to the Balfang Radio because that's a catchy dog on name. All right, it is a catchy name, but that isn't why I wrote it. Okay, that isn't why I named it that. I named it because it literally is a book for a potential gorilla to have to use the lowest common denominator when it comes to communications. How do you do that? What, you know, how do you implement this properly? So, you know, it's, it, it can get a little frustrating when people die in the details, uh, when, when they, they get too tied up in the minutia. And uh, if you don't understand how to construct your own radios or uh, construct your own antennas, rather, and how to implement these radios in a potentially tactical environment or what that even means, um, you know, and if I'm, I'm sorry, the airsoft crowd out there, no, uh, not impressed. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's, I'm, I'm sorry, if it, it, you're, you're playing airsoft matches on five acres, you, you, you don't understand what tactical communications entail, um, period. End of story, full stop. Spare me with the hate mail, by the way. I don't care. I'm not going to read it. That just is what it is. Okay. Um, but, you know, again, there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. Let's Let's work on the right way. Okay, and the book was written from my experience, my experience actually hunting insurgents, Um, you know, and and again, you can take that or leave it. You can believe me. Don't believe me. I don't really care. The proof is in the pudding. The right people have read the book. The right people continue to read the book. They buy the book and they are utilizing it. Um, You know, hey, I, I have seen pictures of my book in Poland which is being used to train forces there. I've seen it in the Baltic states, um, which is is right now, I am told by um, a good friend of mine who is in a position to know, and he's he is where I got the, he's currently serving uh, Lieutenant Colonel, and he, he was one of the public affairs officers for uh, NATO, and now he's, he's on to his next assignment. But, um, you know, hey, it, that, that is the manual. They, they're utilizing that and they're picking up copies of it and, you know, for, for a uh, whatever comes next out of this Ukrainian nonsense, um, you know, and because there is going to be after effects like this, they're kind of getting into the end with this stuff. So, you know, you, you can either read the book or not. You can either use what's in there. It's fully illustrated. You can either use it or don't. Um, you know, the, the onus is on you. The ball's in your court. You don't really have anything to lose other than $20. Uh, if you, you buy a copy of it, you don't learn nothing from it, can't make sense of it. I would imagine if, if you're an amateur extra, you would appreciate the way that things are, are broken down very simply. The concepts, especially as it pertains to uh, antenna construction and antenna theory and how we break down, uh, I break down how to how to use your Balfang with uh, uh, interface it as a digital communications uh, data terminal doing keyboard to keyboard operations. Uh, I would think that you would appreciate that, but uh, maybe so, maybe not. 
Um, but a lot of people do. And, and so you have to take those victories. Right. Um, but anyway, with that said, folks, you know, I wanted to point that out because a question like that uh, and bringing up a, a website that was that's long since been kind of obscure and was exposed in a, in a couple of corners of the Internet for for what it was, um, you know, that kind of grates on me. If, if you are trying to build a community, if you're trying to build that, that capability and, and, you know, that communications capability, my book was written for you. Uh, that, that's what I wrote it for and, and working, you know, potentially in an underground environment. So, you know, either you read it or you don't, but, uh, I think you should. And a whole lot of other people have, I mean, there's a reason that it is sold over 31,000 copies since its publishing date of two December, 2022. And, uh, those sales numbers are, are coming. That's just what we've sold on Amazon. Uh, so, you know, this, what, what we're selling on brushbeater.store, I mean, you know, the, the, uh, top spiral bound copies are, are going like crazy. So, you know, Hey, again, get it. Don't get it. You know, it's, it, the onus is on you, but I've trained a lot of people. You can read the course reviews over at brushbeater.org. A lot of them are uh, a little older now, but they, they were from when I was getting going. You can I have a whole page of course reviews that you can read. So I highly encourage you, if, if you are uh, standing up those capabilities, you need a starting point. Hey, the RTO course is how to do it. All right, The RTO course is exactly how to do it. And coming from the perspective of potentially working in an uh, underground, clandestine environment. You know, I haven't haven't really had anybody complain yet, um, you know, and, and everything in between. Um, it's not a ham radio course and you don't have to be a ham to attend, but it is a giant leg up on all of those categories. Uh, so anyway, 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 anyway. With all of that said, uh, covered a mountain of ground, ran a little bit over my usual hour mark, but, uh, you know, when I get going on communications, I could literally, uh, data dump for days, uh, But uh, it, it is what it is, folks. I hope that you're having a blessed week. I've got a lot of content that's going to be coming out. And yes, Sons of Liberty Live will return to the air tomorrow night. Uh, we will be back on the air tomorrow night. So all of our uh, esteemed bar patrons in there, all of you out there who have been emailing me like crazy, man, what... Three, this is two weeks. Is it going to be three weeks before we get my, get my dose of, of Sons of Liberty Live? Don't worry. We're going to be on the air. We just had a lot going on, man. Training, hosting people, enjoying that fellowship that we had going on here at the Gorilla Camp. It was it was really, really uh, a special time and, and something that uh, you know I enjoy. And I enjoy interacting with all of you. Uh, having some fine beverages, having some incredible food gathered around, um, you know, those experiences, those conversations, that sanity that we get and the clarity that we get 
from sharing time with one another in the real world when we are training for purpose and and then having a really really good time that's that's just something that uh, we don't get to do enough in our day-to-day lives but uh, anyway when I'm training training takes that priority but we will be back on the air we've got a lot of content that's going to be coming out brushbeater dot store new stuff over there hoodies we have hoodies, Radio Recon Group hoodies are in stock, and we got a couple of other products that are going to be going up this week that should be in stock, like I was talking about at the beginning of the show. Folks, have a blessed week. Keep your heads on straight, and I'll be talking to you again very, very soon. This is NC Scout, out.